22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. I love the way pacifiers make people quiet. Don't you wish that people had like like adult pacifiers? I wish I'm I wishing one right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at the originality. None. There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About the flesh pacifier? Yeah. <laughs> Good day, kind sirs and madams. Welcome to another shock-inducing edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, Episode 65. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, I'm here with the man... Voted in high school to be most likely to pick an obscure movie to be his favorite. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. It wasn't a lot of people voting. They didn't all live. Um, <laughs> have you ever tried just turning off the TV, sitting down with your children, and hitting them? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hit mine yet. She's not old enough to remember shit. <laughs> I'll prove that wrong. Damn. <laughs> and, and joining him is the man who vows to not have kids, but that doesn't stop him from practicing on his hand. RC Square, Ralph the Tech. Ain't it funny how the colors <laughs> red, white, and blue represent freedom until they're flashing right behind the car? <laughs> Very true. Uh, never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting in our guest chair this week is a, a returning guest who prides himself in cars, zombies, and telling people he had it before it was cool. Please give it up for Hips of Tom. I'm only here because no one else is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be original. <laughs> Shout out to Koopa. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Koopa, where are you? <laughs> yeah, we're, let's see if he shows up. <laughs> if he doesn't, it means he wasn't listening. All right. Um, today, we're going to discuss um, the first episode of the new spinoff of The Walking Dead called Fear of the Walking Dead. Pretty original um, title there. And then we're going back to when we were kids. In Ralph's case, that was like three years ago. And in Mike's case, that was five. 85 BC <laughs> or AD. I'm not sure. Only but 26 <laughs> here. Yeah, right. Gentlemen. Whatever. <laughs> hey, <but laughs> politically correct here is uh, BCE. BCE? Yeah. Before the common era. Sure. <laughs> well, anyway, I that was before chocolate declares. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what we're going to talk about is um, the new Lego movie, Lego Super Friends. So it's going to be very interesting. That's actually not the title, but okay. <laughs> okay. So what is the title? Very long, actually. <laughs> I think that's why I condensed it. <laughs> I wanted it to be Super Friends. I just let you Justice know. League. Lego DC Comics Superheroes Justice League Attack of the Legion of Doom. Can we, like, abbreviate it? That's a mouthful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the flesh pacifier. Here we go. <laughs> we'll, find some way to, we'll find some way to abbreviate it in the meantime. But first, let's chat it up with Mike about things that will be on people's lips probably two months from now. And then you can say you heard it here first. Is there another flesh, flesh pacifier pac- joke? Oh, <laughs> let's go to the quick news. <laughs> let's go to quick news. And now, the quick news. With Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Kai. All right. The deepest, nerdiest corners of the internet have been busy all week celebrating the birth and lifelong career of one of the greatest comic book artists and creators of all time. Jacob Kurtzberg was born August 28, 1917 in New York City to Austrian Jewish immigrants. The world would come to know the man as Jack Kirby. Kirby enrolled at the Pratt Institute in Brooklyn at age 14, but left after a week. Five years later, in 1936, he was working for the Lincoln Newspaper Syndicate under the pseudonym Jack Curtis until 1939, when he went to work for Flesh Studios as an in-betweener on Popeye cartoons. Kirby came to fame when he and Joe Simon created Captain America in the late 1940s. Uh, There were several years of working with several publishers while co-creating characters such as Manhunter, not the Martian one, 
Boy Commandos, the Newsboy Legion, and lots of romance titles before finally teaming up with Stan Lee and producing Fantastic Four number one in 1961. Kirby and Lee had a turbulent relationship at best, but the comic world couldn't see it in their creations such as Spider-Man, the Uncanny X-Men, and the Avengers to barely scratch the surface of characters. Jack Kirby died in February 6, 1994 at the age of 76 of heart failure in his Thousand Oaks, California home. What's funny is that you're, you're talking about Jack Kirby. I'm like, he's still alive? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Everybody was just been celebrating his birth, which is really cool, actually. That is really cool. I, I, mean, I, I, thought, I thought that was a really great idea. It's funny because when you talk about the pioneers of comic books and the pioneers of any kind of industry, um, there are some people that are forgotten. Jack Kirby's style, even though for some people it might seem a little bit, um, a little simple, it, it's actually a lot more expressive. His his art style is a lot more expressive yeah. than people would, would no, typically give credit for. Yeah. Well, it's just like, um, I like Michael Allred. I, yes, his, Michael his style Allred. is extremely basic, but it's very expressive. Mm. You know, he doesn't have a lot of, hash, he, in fact, he has no hash lines or anything. Michael Allred, what was the last thing he was working on? Though? Well, I mean, the last popular thing is he did the... Um, was it the, Batwoman? No, he did the FF. That's right. Yeah. When right. uh, when the whole FF team had moved into a multiverse and was lost, yeah, yeah. that's right. He, he he's the one responsible for when the, when X Force was re um was um rebranded and oh, then okay. it made it ecstatic. Oh, was it? Yeah, Michael Allred did that. Michael. Oh Allred. yeah. Oh, that, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you were talking about with. Oh, the, well, uh, well, actually, wait, now. Uh, Allred's doing Surfer now. Yeah, that was about to say. I know he's coming out with Surfer, or it's already out. It's already out. Oh, okay, it's already out. So Michael Allred's got a very distinct style, but kind of tying it back to Jack Kirby. I mean, it just goes to show that. You don't have to draw five thousand muscles on a on a superhero for it to like bring your point home. So life help. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> wait, wait, superheroes have five thousand muscles. Uh, if you according, see some according artists. to Rob Liefeld, <laughs> and most of those are in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> wow, kind of like your hand. <laughs> you just jealous. Five, five really fingers hairy, of death. Really hairy palm there. <laughs> if I, if, it's because I'm part Wookie. <laughs> if I had a hand like that, I wouldn't have got married. <laughs> Don't let my wife hear that. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> All righty. Uh, the Man of Steel sequel might be showing signs of rust. Director George Miller of Mad Max Fury Road fame is rumored to be helming Man of Steel 2 since um, Zack Snyder will probably be busy with the Justice League franchise to worry about Superman. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> At some point, I wonder where, where um, Henry Cavill's like, what the fuck? Wasn't this really my sequel next? Isn't it about me? Because think about it. You nope. got the Justice League and you got Batman right. You know, coming out. They've been kind of pumping that out. Yep. That's wait, so wait, wait, wait. Superman versus Batman is not Man of Steel two. No, that's literally just Batman v Superman. That it's not the same. It's a standalone. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's connected to the first, you know, Man of Steel movie, but it's not the actual sequel to it. Mind blown. Yeah, it's it's funny how. And don't get me wrong, I, I like it technically is a sequel to. I mean, maybe Man of Steel two will be more of a sequel to direct, whatever other events have been happening. I guess. Yeah, a direct sequel, basically. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Well, I mean, all I'll say is that. I hope Zack Snyder really knocks it out the park because I'm hearing all this stuff about um, they already showed Batman v Superman in the Warner Brother lot, and it was they gave it a standing ovation. Oh wow! And so of yeah. course they wanted to keep their job. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a surprise. Nervously, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those trained snipers that they had on them probably didn't influence them that much. Yay, Betty, aren't you happy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God, this is incredible! Oh my God! Oh my God! Don't shoot me! It's incredible! <laughs> Show another town being destroyed again. Please. Let my child go. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got there, MFG? All righty. From Wisteria Lane to the Big Apple, she was Betty Applewhite on Desperate Housewives, Ruby Jean Reynolds on True Blood, and faithful Star Trek fans will remember her as Lily in First Contact, but now viewers can call Alfred Woodard Minetta on the Netflix Marvel series Luke Cage. 
The name Mineta does not have any significance in the Luke Cage mythos, so nerds are suspecting that Miss Woodard will be revealed as Cage's arch enemy, Black Mariah, who is a drug dealer and crime boss who was the leader of the Rat Pack. Two things. Jeez. One. Actually, three things. One, love Alfie Woodard. Oh, I she's mean, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because you mentioned something she's been in for nerds, but she's been in so many other things. Oh, yeah. She's just a fantastic actress, bar none. Number two, really? Luke Cage's arch enemy is... Black Mariah? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's from way back in the day, though. So, I mean, but, I mean, for trying to keep it much more realistic, then it would just be another crime boss kind of like yeah. they had with Daredevil. So, it makes sense that they might try and do the same kind of thing. Okay, interesting, interesting. I mean, and, and number three is, I mean, the nerds always went when they introduce a character that's going to be in a movie coming up, and they don't recognize the name. They're like, oh, it's going to be so-and-so. I have a feeling. I'm like, no, come on. <laughs> just let it be somebody they just created. Right. Which... I mean, I don't want to go ahead of a quick news, but a lot of characters are created on television series that sometimes don't end up in the comics till later on. Right. Harlequin being being an example, yeah. you know, and it's like just let the person be, you know. And if it turns out being somebody else, it's yeah. fine. But they're always like, oh, it, it, it's this person. I'm like, oh, come on. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good chance. I mean, we'll see how it all works out. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm happy to see uh, Alfie Woodard on screen. Yeah, I'm still surprised. Why? That the captain count up to three. Yeah, I was I was shocked too. He was struggling now. <laughs> Three is the amount of hands you wish you had to pleasure yourself. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna stay on that joke all day. <laughs> I'm staying on that joke all day. You know what it is? He's he's lacking pleasure. That's what it is. Ah, there you go. I, I'm not gonna say that joke. <laughs> I was like, no, because if it's on the podcast, it's forever. I'm not gonna say that. Like Mike being 26. <laughs> I will be always 26 until I'm 27. In another, in another year or five. You're like, dude, you're like 26, like in leap years. <laughs> That's all that matters. All right, DC Comics might have found its theme song in Barrett Strong's lyrics. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I need money. That's what I want. Now, why would that be their theme song? Well, according to Bleeding Cool reports, DC Comics is $2 million in the red following <laughs> higher <laughs> yes, exactly, following higher than expected moving costs from New York City to Burbank, California. I was waiting to say that. And piss-poor sales from its piss-rich Convergence series event, as well as post-Convergence figures that are less than promising. The Bleeding uh, Cool article went on to add that DC is banking on high demand for Frank Miller's upcoming Dark Knight 3, The Master Race. In the meantime, senior editors have been ordered to, quote, stop batgirling, end quote, meaning they don't want any more quirky experimental stuff, and to go back to the meat and potatoes. So before you burn your Comic-Con corsets, Bruce Wayne will again be Batman, and Superman's story will wrap up lickety-split to put him in his familiar uniform. And as for Soup's identity revelations, that, that they can keep, but they have to be downplayed and not make the stories about the change in identity status as much as they are now. Okay. Um, I mean, good. Good, but what what I'll say also is that I don't like the whole Batgirling thing because I actually like the Batgirl. No, book. I mean it's really funny that they use. I mean that is actually what the um, that they said was a uh, in the memo. But however, they all know that Harley Quinn and Batgirl are their two better selling comics right now. Yeah, because they just happen to work with um, the newest style, but their other stuff it's not working. And, and I was gonna say Harley Quinn is a lot more like a Deadpool. If anybody's ever read a Deadpool book, it's very not even with a gun in my head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> look, okay, <laughs> it, nope, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even blink. <laughs> but I mean the thing about Harley Quinn is. That um, it's very breaking the fourth wall. It's tongue and cheek jokes. It's like you know, villains that are taken seriously, but not that seriously. Wow, you mean DC stole from the House of Ideas? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they would never do that. But um, Batgirl's a totally different book, and, and the style's different because it's kind of like 
going back to Mike Allred. Right. It's got that kind of kind of style style of art where it's not typical superhero muscles and shadows and all that stuff. But it's a fun book. I just picked it up. Um, okay. I think I just picked it up this past Wednesday. I right, picked you up, pick up this Batgirl, but you wouldn't pick up the one with Stephanie Brown, which was excellent. <sighs> Stephanie Brown. That's why she's done. <laughs> no, it was really great. That's why everybody wants her back. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's Barbara Gordon, but I'm glad that they're making Barbara Gordon's villains a little bit more um, um, f- formidable. And also they're, they're actually beefing up the villains they have now. Oh, That's what Marvel does best. Marvel, Marvel, one thing Marvel does is they'll take their shit and shine it up and make it look good. Look at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Look at the people that are on there. Look at Apocalypse. <laughs> but that's Fox. <laughs> that's Fox. It's still difference. Marvel's character. Either way, it's yeah. Still but when sucks. I say Marvel, the Marvel company, oh, okay. you know, like any movie. Think about all the movies that they've come out with. Think about the late, like Crossbones. Who would have ever fucking heard of Crossbones? He's okay, right. but like you know, they make it sound like oh my god, Crossbones is going right. to be in the next movie. Meanwhile, DC doesn't know how to do that. But it looks like DC with Arrow and Flash and now right. Batgirl. That's what they're doing. So I hope. That's because it's the TV division. They're they're like a whole other animal. Yeah, true. But I just hope the DC, even though they quit Batgirling it, I hope they keep some of the ideas for, for from Batgirl and use it with with other comic books because yeah. it's actually a pretty good book. Oh yeah. Well, of course, the uh, Marvel didn't succeed making Batroc a word of the day though. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got there? All right. The 1960s brought America more catchy television icons than the law allows, and cementing her place in the short but memorable career section of those memories is Yvonne Craig. Oh man. Born May 16, 1937, Craig joined the Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo as its youngest corps de ballet member in 1954 and left the troupe in 1957. She moved to Los Angeles uh, to continue her dancing career, but ended up in film roles alongside Elvis Presley and it happened at the World's Fair and Kissing Cousins as well as Mars Needs Women and In Like Flint. Craig appeared in several TV roles from the uh, from, excuse me, from the late 50s through the 60s with her most memorable as Marta the green-skinned onion sl- uh, sorry green-skinned Orion slave girl. <laughs> I was like no green-skinned onion? <laughs> That's a nasty smelling pu- no I won't say that. <laughs> yeah. But she was Marta the green-skinned Orion slave girl on the Star Trek episode Whom Gods Destroy and her fan favorite role as Batgirl in season 3 of the Batman television series. As her star faded she ventured as a uh, real estate broker but from 2009 to 2011 she voiced Grandma on the children cartoon Olivia. On August 17th, 2015, at the age of 78, Yvonne Craig died from metastatic breast cancer that had spread to her liver. Wow. I mean, um, Yvonne Craig, oh my goodness. I, I, it's funny because Kevin Smith, I listened to, to a couple of his podcasts, all he does was talk about her and how great she was. But it's funny that one thing I, did, I, I think, Mike, you might have mentioned it once. Backer was a creation of the TV series and not of the comic book. Right. I had no idea about that until they mentioned it. I was like, oh, I guess I must have heard it somewhere. But that's pretty That's pretty cool that something... Because usually if a TV um, show makes it up and the comic book doesn't um, create it, it's usually lame. Right. Um, I mean, well, I mean, if they had written her exactly the same way in the comics, she wouldn't have lasted very long. I mean, yeah. You know, she, was, she was already dramatically different as far as the writing style in the comics. You know? Right. Um. But uh, well, just like uh, if you guys remember when we did the celebration of Batman, Alfred was already killed in the comic, and because the guy wanted Alfred in the TV series, the comic book brought him back. Yeah, they last like, that's a power. Uh, no, they. Did. I forget. I forget. I actually explained it then what had happened, but I forget what it was about him. It was Alfred's father who, who died, and it's Alfred, <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth is the second. <laughs> wow. and he but just, he, he looks the same. But Yvonne Craig, oh my God, she was beautiful. She was talented, and, and judging by some of the things you said, she lived a very full life. Yeah. And I didn't even know she was the grandma on Olivia. And it's funny, my face lit up because I put that got that cartoon on for my daughter. 
when, when she's watching TV. Yeah, sure. Your daughter. Hey, uh-huh. who wants to see a freaking pig with dot eyes? I don't, but. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Silence. <laughs> is this a good time to plug Save the Tatas? <laughs> is that too soon? I'm sorry. A <laughs> L- little bit, a little bit. <laughs> All right, Mike Wells, you got there. All right, last piece I have here. AMC has plans for flying zombies as part of the Walking Dead mythology. What? All right, relax. In a very unusual introduction, AMC has planned for a half-hour special that tells the story of airline passengers facing a walker attack while they're in the air. One of the survivors will join the cast of Fear the Walking Dead in Season 2. The quirkiness of the special is that it will unfold in several chapters during the season run of The Walking Dead's commercial breaks. The special is so far unti- uh, so far entitled, but I'm thinking like maybe what? Dead air or coffee, tea, zombie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Dead air, I like that well, one. Well, I mean, at least they're getting kind of creative. with, it. And they didn't do anything like that in the book from what I remember, right? But there's no prequel. I, I don't. No, really no, no. But, but anything with with a plane or anything, I don't. Well, remember. there couldn't be. No, but I'm saying. Uh, it, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's no flashbacks, no nothing. There's in, no in the Ralph book. in The Walking Dead, so there's no way there's no plane flying around. Oh boy! So, I'm, I'm just picturing them sticking, taking Brad Pitt and cutting and pasting it into this. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is this World War Z? No. <laughs> are you sure? Are you, this is a good idea. Exactly no, exactly. no. The zombies here are slow. Remember that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that all your quickness? That is all the quick news and a wonderful segue. <laughs> I'm always saying that, but you know I'm going to ruin the segue. Uh, as always. Always, always. I set him up, he just burns them. That's right. Burn. <laughs> foosh. Um, wait, wait. Fire goes foosh? <laughs> In comic books it does. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. I have a segue if you don't mind. Sure, go right ahead. You mentioned there's going to be a character crossing over from The Walking Dead to The Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, no, actually from that that special is actually part of Fear of the Walking Dead, but they're going to show it during The, the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Gotcha. Because I wouldn't be surprised if it's Tobias. Because if you, it's Tobias and Eugene look exactly the same. Throw a mud on the kid, same yeah. person. So look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! You you thought about that this yesterday? <laughs> oh, I did. I did. <laughs> the, the the one quick news I wanted to mention is two things, but it's um, real geek worthy. Number one, um, SummerSlam was last Sunday, and Stephen Amell actually had his match. Him and Neville tag teamed against um, Stardust, who was also known as Cody Rhodes, and King Barrett. Did anybody hear about Stephen Amell, how he did? No. No. I think we're about to, though, right? All I'll say, all I'll say is that it's funny because we were talking about how good last uh, two weeks ago I said how good he looked, you know, in the promo and how he jumped in and, you know, he looked really good like he was wrestling. So you're checking he, didn't look, he didn't look bad in wrestling, but let's put it this way. He took off his shirt and you wondered if he has a body double during Arrow. <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God. We were sitting there and I'm sitting there next to my wife and I'm like. Well, you actually went to the show? No, no, no. We oh. were watching on TV. We, we went to all the other freaking wrestling shows oh. that weekend. But SummerSlam was the most expensive one. Oh, he, so He just didn't want to take Gigi so that she could see Stephen Amell in person. And then he'll be, she'll be like, oh, my God, why am I with this guy? Because <laughs> I, I, I pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like I was saying, well, after he took off his shirt, she, she second thought about that. Oh. All I'm saying is uh, Mike two weeks ago said, yeah, you know, that climbing thing he does, he does that. Yeah. And so I'm like, that's usually his physique. I guess he's out of, he's out of shape. Or something. Yeah, he probably he probably tones up like crazy for production. You would yeah. think he'd tone up for wrestling. Yeah. I mean, this is, if, off, if this is his off season and you don't have to do that same regimen. Arrow. He just finished. Right. <laughs> right. And he probably had a lot of bread and fried food right after he was done. His gut sure looked like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and talking to a guy with a gut. <laughs> I was like, that's Stephen Amell? Yeah. He's probably he like, looked, he looked pasty white. <laughs> he looked pasty white and he looked a little bit. I mean, his in-ring work was great, 
but his outfit when he what he wore to the ring was I think it's like a variation of what he's gonna wear on the Arrow show now, which is okay. the black hood. Oh, it's okay. like a black leather hood with cut off sleeves. Right. So it looks kinda cool. It kinda looks like like the um what we had this past season with uh when he was part of the uh the league. The league. Okay. Yeah. So he wore something like that to the ring, but when he took off the shirt, it's just these long leathery black pants and no shirt. Which oh, okay. just looks odd. <laughs> it's, it's like for wrestling, really. Yeah, well, that's, I need to, I need that's to, saying a lot. I need to break it to you. Pasty white and had a gut. It was actually me in costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you look like you can flex a muscle. This man is supposed to be known for his physique, and it's it's just kind of like the spelling of myth. Like watching Gigi, like, oh really? That's him. Like, yeah, you see, see, we're all normal. We're all fucking normal. <laughs> but the second thing I wanted to mention was even more important. Um, so we go to a wrestling event, and Gigi and I. Um, she introduces me to this friend of hers named Angelo, and Angelo is a wrestler. He wrestles for, for an independent company. I think it's like WTF. That's the name of the company. I swear to God, I'm not lying. I'm not making this shit up. And sure enough, I'm looking at his feed on Facebook because him and I are friends on Facebook. And it says, yes, and I forget what Angelo goes by as wrestler name, but he goes, yeah, um, so-and-so defeated Black Doom for the title. I was like, that's unbelievable, dude. It, it, I was like, I was gonna send it to you. I said, no, no, no. let me wait for the podcast. <laughs> there there was a wrestler happen. by the name of Black Doom who had a title and lost to a long-haired Puerto Rican. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, it's in wrestling, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, Black Doom exists, and he's a wrestler. Interesting. A black dude would never sully himself with such a mere thing, so. <laughs> I know that. He texts me all the time. Those exact words. <laughs> I want to hear the speech again, actually. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have, have Black Doom hit us up from um, Black Varia, hopefully soon, via satellite. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go on to the first part of the show. Um, the Walking Dead, the phenomenon, the great show on AMC, also known as the show that Ralph refuses to watch, has become so popular that it came out with a spinoff called Fear of the Walking Dead. But was it exactly what we thought it was going to be? Or is it something a little bit left to be desired? But with all those questions answered and a synopsis, MFG, Mike, the finance guy. All right. Fear of the Walking Dead is the first spinoff of the wildly popular AMC horror drama series, The Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead was co-created by The Walking Dead comic book creator Robert Kirkman and Sons of Anarchy writer-producer Dave Erickson. Now, unlike its parent series, Fear of the Walking Dead is not based off previously published material. AMC initially greenlit the series for two seasons, the first season containing six episodes and the second season containing 15. Hmm. So now you know what you're in store for. <laughs> All righty. Synopsis. My name's Rick Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the fair, no-nonsense, and sometimes psychotic leader of a ragtag group of zombie apocalypse survivors. <laughs> Now, I was in a coma in Alexandria, Virginia, during the times that led to the goddamn undead freely walking around like a bunch of Mexicans after a green card fiesta. (laughs) But I guess all the hospital rigmarole and hoodoo medicine don't make for fine storytelling. So instead, they gone and gave you a NyQuil or PreQuil or whatever they call the damn thing, and it's set in Los Angeles and... So I'm imagining there'll be lots of cilantro in this story. (laughs) And instead of following the heroic sheriff and his crew, you get to watch a popular high school garden counselor, her divorcee boyfriend and fellow colleague English teacher, her 19-year-old smack addict son and her jailbait know-it-all daughter. (laughs) And of course, there's the teacher's angry ex-wife and their resentful teenage boy. It's like saved by the goddamn bell... (laughs) but with poor, unpretty people. <laughs> I don't mind telling you that that's too many damn teenagers for my liking. 
That's why nature made the zombies to cull the acne-ridden herd. <laughs> you want to knock the rebellion out of your teams? Make them shoot their mamas in the head. <laughs> but maybe I digress. This is the world before it all went to shit in the shoe. Before the zombies got all gooey and gross. Before my wife started playing hide the ham with my best friend. <laughs> and before I woke up and started kicking ass like some kind of ex-coma ass-kicking machine. My name is Rick Grimes, and I'm here to offer you some learning on how to keep your kids off the drugs. Every morning, Carl wakes up with the barrel of my gun pressed against one of his eyes, and I ask, son, you going to do any drugs today? And he says, no, pa. He's a good son. <laughs> All right, so now the series is starring Kim Dickens as Madison Clark, Cliff Curtis as Travis Manawa, Frank Delane as Nick Clark, Alicia Debnan Carey as Alicia Clark, Elizabeth uh, Rodriguez as Lisa Ortiz, Lorenzo James Henry as Christopher Manoa, and Scott Lawrence as Art Costa. All right, good job there. And, and I'm, I'm wondering how many people are going to say, was that Morgan Freeman? <laughs> none. 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 We'll see. <laughs> All right, so Fear uh, of the Walking Dead. And, and Ralph, you actually caught this. Yeah, I know how strange that sounds it's very strange because for for two years we've been talking about the walking dead and for two years you've been like you refuse well you know i i saw the first episode of the walking dead right you saw some of the first episode no, i saw of the, the i saw the whole first episode of not the with dead. us you didn't yeah. you saw 15 minutes yeah. Yeah. not at all and, 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 uh, no and then he got like talking to people and grabbing pizza and looking yeah. at my paint job in my house and all that shit but watching the episode yeah, that's how I always watch. Oh them. goodness! It's called multitasking. Don't you guys ever learn? Come on. Yeah, and then you talk about this show anyway. But um, what, but the first question I want to ask is something a little bit out of the ordinary. How did you like the idea of the epidemic being discovered? Because we open up in the beginning with um, with the smack attic being in a a flop house. No, it's called the shooting gallery. Shooting gallery, but, but we, we call it a flop house also. Okay, sure. Yeah. So so he's there in the flop house and he runs across one of his friends turning into a zombie. How did you feel about the idea of somebody discovering um, that there are zombies while under the influence of heroin? Uh, he probably couldn't tell the difference, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't care. It didn't bother me one way or the other. I just... I'll get to that. I just have problems with the way they're dealing with the zombies in the story. Okay. It was, it was interesting to see the fact that I can understand why they did it to sort of show like how they build trust within each other where it's like he's everyone thinks he's crazy because he was just on drugs and whatever he was seeing wasn't real right and then it turns out that it was real at the very end and they they just look at him like okay i guess you were right you know <laughs> i guess so yeah hip tom i'm just i'm thinking maybe it was the heroin you know but <laughs> in real life white people are gonna die first <laughs> wait, wait, wait wait maybe it was the heroin for you no no maybe it was the heroin oh, for, for okay. uh, I forgot, I forgot gotta clarify uh, the heroin for their nick for nick but white people in the real life are going to die first because who runs towards the noise? If you hear someone <laughs> scream, you leave. You call the cops and you leave. You do not go towards the noise. It's, you know what happens is they, um, they have what's called uh, Scooby-Doo syndrome. Scooby-Doo syndrome? <laughs> yeah, they, they always try to figure <laughs> out what's going wrong. But you, know, you always see us minorities. We're like, no, no, fuck that shit. I'm getting out of here. No, no, that's, that's Scooby-Doo syndrome because Scooby and Shaggy are like, Zoinks, we're going to just stay in the van. <laughs> and they're gonna smoke. Figure, yeah, they're going to smoke, smoke an ale, <laughs> eat a sandwich, have a great day. All the white folk are going to die. <laughs> yeah. Really? You think, you think all the minorities are going to be running away with as high as they are? <laughs> Dude, I, that zombie, he's getting near the Doritos and I can't. <laughs> I just want some of the Doritos before I go. Ah, I'm being bitten. <laughs> I, I think he's going to run because he needs Doritos. He's like, damn, I need more. <laughs> What's funny is I watched um, Fear of the Walking Dead um, last night, and it was like, what, 2 o'clock in the morning? 
and the lights were out. At first, at first, my wife tells me, um, because my daughter was sleeping in my arms, she goes, you're not going to watch that with her in your arms. I'm like, yeah, because she's going to wake up and remember everything. <laughs> she's like, no, but, you know, she's going to get scared. I'm like, it sounds like you're going to get scared. <laughs> you never know, Cap. You never know. Yeah. So, um, but what I'll say is that I was very surprised that they went with the whole, the, the, the drug addict's point of view, because, you know, a, a drug addict's... Um, View was always skewed. Nobody would believe him. So I was very surprised they went there with that. Well, that made sense with what they were trying to do. Right. They, didn't, they didn't want somebody, you know, they didn't want, like, the Pope was visiting and he just happened to walk into that church and he saw zombies <laughs> and everyone believed him immediately. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I get that. I mean, it also was kind of, uh, I mean, it's, not, it's a wink and a nod, but I just found it kind of lazy with the fact that, you know, you have The Walking Dead that opens with Rick becoming conscious and you have this the fear of The Walking Dead with Nick becoming conscious. Yeah, you know, and, and walking into the same kind of a situation. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of Nick. I wasn't a big fan of most of the characters. I was going to say, I wasn't a big show. fan of anybody. Yeah, the, there was something like familiar about him. Does he look a lot like Johnny Depp to you? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people kept that. saying that. Like, if is, a lot is of people he like, like Johnny Depp's son or brother no, or something. No, mm. ridiculously. Yeah, familiar. It, it, he looked like um, Johnny Depp in uh, uh, Johnny and, and Coon. What is was that movie? What? what movie? Uh, Guilty and Gilbert Grape. No, he looked like John Depp in that also. That also, yeah. Joni and, and Coon, something like that. Joni and Coon? I forget the name of the movie. This sounds kind of racist. That's, that's, racist. I'm like, that's really racist. <laughs> and, and the white guy said it's racist. Therefore, it's got to be racist. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's really weird. Like, a lot of the people, I was reading uh, a lot of the comments on the internet after the show went off, and um, there were two people. It was between, they, they were like, that Johnny Depp lookalike guy needs to die and the daughter. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody liked her either. She, oh, you mean, she was very unlikable. You mean Jungle Fever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I have to agree that. I mean, I was going to bring it up a little later, but I'm kind of disappointed. Like when The Walking Dead first started and we saw Rick and we met Daryl and we met, you know, even Shane. I was like, oh, man, if these guys die, I don't know. I'm not going to watch the show anymore. Forget it. Yeah. I can't wait for these guys to die. I, I <laughs> Seriously, I'm just like, I hope this is a teaser that all of these people are just going to die. Like, that'll be the big shock. They all die. We really don't have much ben to worry Angel. about, though, because yeah. Cliff Curtis is in it, and every show he's been in dies in three or four episodes. <laughs> it just gets canceled, so we don't have to worry too much. So so let me go back to something for a second. Do you think that this show, and we're going to get more into the show, but do you think this show suffers because it's a, a bad first episode, or do you think because of The Walking Dead, how it was different the way it started? Because when you watch the first episode of the original Walking Dead, it was right in smack in the middle of the action. Even watching... Um, um, Rick Grimes being a sheriff, you, you jump right into the middle of the action, and then he wakes up from the coma, and then you got the middle of that action. And even when there was no action, there was action. Right. Well, don't forget. I mean, it doesn't open in the middle of the action. It opens with him being a sheriff and getting no, shot. No, no, no. But I'm saying like you, you jump into the action, meaning like right. you're jumping into like there's already action. There's no like you know. Right. He, well, he, the only reason I mentioned that though is that even that beginning before there's actually even a zombie, it was interesting. That, yeah. that, that's, that's, uh, to me, that's not a fault of a show. That's the fault of writing, like but, when it's not interesting. Was yeah. that a Laurie and Shane joke? Even though there's no action, there's action. <laughs> that sounds like a Laurie and Shane joke to me. <laughs> Laurie and Shane show might have been a better, might have been a better um, idea for Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, than it's called this. Skinamax. <laughs> Skinamax. Nobody calls it that. Well, actually, I do. I can't even yeah. lie. <laughs> But, no one watches Cinemax anymore. That's why. Wink, <laughs> wink. <laughs> but um, but I was thinking like, it's one it's one of those things that if you have such a great show and originally one of the things that's the problem is that if you do a spinoff, you're going to be compared against yourself. Therefore, you don't stand alone and able to be compared as its own entity. Well, because well, you, that's definitely going to happen. Right. I mean, especially when the show. It's not like, for instance, um, when you have. 
a show, let's say if the show's a drama and your spinoff is a comedy. Right. You know, or something like that. That makes the comparison a little bit weaker and you kind of enjoy the show. But, I mean, this one is the prequel to the other show. So you, you can't <laughs> not compare them. I was a little disappointed in the fact that Fear of the Walking Dead was a prequel. Yeah. Is it? See, now, this is where I have some issues. Because is it really a prequel? Because, again, I'll bring back Tobias again, Eugene's brother, who I, I'm saying, I'm calling it Eugene's brother. <laughs> How does he know so much already? Because he's saying in, in the scene when he's in the guy's counselor's office, he's like, oh, well, you know, they don't know what it is. People are killing people. People are eating people. Like, he, he referenced the East Coast. So is it really a prequel? Is it, like, slightly a prequel? No, I mean, it, well, I mean, anything that happens before what we saw is a prequel. And this is, this is taking place from... Rick getting shot to Rick waking up. That's what this is taking uh, place. The coma right. Phase. Okay, right. Well, you, think about you. it. It has to be because Rick yeah. never saw any of this happen. Like mm-hmm. he can't. Like he doesn't go. Oh, I do remember there being some weird reports before I was in a coma. But he wasn't in a coma that long. Well, well, no, no, it wasn't. I mean, I think he's only supposedly in a coma for like what three to five weeks or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. Well, that's the other thing I think is interesting too. Is I'm like, well, this is going to make for very long storytelling because if if it's only during the time if he was in a coma. That's going to be a long five <laughs> weeks of TV. It's still daytime. It's still the same hour. It's yeah. still the same day. They're, they're doing the 24-hour approach. Yeah, they each have each episode to is only an hour of the day. They're going to stretch it out. I mean, Jack's going to be in there. Chloe! Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was also another reason when I had heard that, like, at least, you know, grand plans always change, but that this was supposed to be during Rick's coma time. Then I'm like, well, then that already sounds like a recipe for failure for a series right there. Like, it doesn't sound like you believe in your series at all. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. going to be really short. Yeah. Well, again, well, six episodes and right. maybe 15. Well, six and 15. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe what they 15. could do then, if here's a possibility, is once they get to the point where they catch up to where Rick is waking up, they could just like continue on, like a separate yeah. storyline where. Oh, yeah. yeah like East Coast versus West Coast. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. And I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think this was what everyone assumed. Because when we first heard there was a spinoff, I think everyone, because they kept saying it just be about events somewhere else. So I think we all assumed it's the exact same time period, just somewhere else. You know, like I nobody would. was expecting a prequel kind of feel, and I don't think we really needed one. I mean, because again, they're not going to give us any answers, and I don't want any answers. I don't want to know what they. I mean, I don't mind if there's a bunch of theories thrown out, and I want if there's going to be theories thrown out, I want a bunch of theories. So that, in other words, I don't want one maybe theory thrown out because that then everyone will jump on that and say, "Well, that is the, right. the, the thing." That Don't happened. make that definitive. You know, you need a bunch of theories thrown out. So that like it always keeps you guessing, so that everyone realizes there is no answer because there shouldn't be an answer because no, there's I, no answer that would make sense. I agree. I mean, like I really want to know, but I don't want to know. Yeah. Well, think <laughs> yeah. about it. I mean, like if you run through scenarios in your head, there's not one answer that's going to make sense. You know, like like for instance, if you said, okay, it's in the water supply. Really? How did the water get everywhere? Because water doesn't work like that. I'm gonna know? go with the zombie land approach. Someone had a bad hamburger. And I just <laughs> fucked it. Up. It was just a wrap. there. Yeah, yeah. It was a wrap. you know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, think about it. Like, what you know, you can't say it's the heroin that they took because what you're telling me in these other five states, they had the exact same chemical combination in the heroin. Not and, and then how does it get into the people that aren't doing smack? Right. Because we're all infected with it. You know, as we've seen. You know. So like I'm saying, like I, I'd rather them not even attempt to come up with an answer because I think we're going to be disappointed. Yeah, you you don't want the whole thing to be just one bad trip, huh? And on top of that, no. don't share needles. <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> just in case, don't share needles. Damn it, man. That's my favorite pastime. Ew. <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of fun. I mean, it just feels like it was a different kind of scenario. Wow, my daughter's really grabbing on these headphones. Um, it felt like like they started from a different place. And obviously, they're starting on purpose. So it could be totally different than the original Walking Dead. And obviously, the timeline is different than where they are. But 
it, it's it's different and not a fun way so far. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of it's dull. That's yeah. what it is. It's dull. Well, they, you know, they went with the dysfunctional family, but I'm like, I mean, there's dysfunctional, but this is this is just like daytime TV dysfunctional. This is like Marty Povich dysfunctional family, you know, going around there. Like they're they're not likable. Like there's none of them are likable. Did you think it was weird? So when they first get to the hospital to look at Nick, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, he's mad at everybody. His mother, his sister, and then the, the, the mother's boyfriend, right? right? Yeah, because he got caught. But then, they <laughs> <laughs> but then they're like bonding with each other afterwards. It's, yeah. it's like, that's a big flip. It's like, yeah, and especially it's like, only been you, a day. It was like, you can't say anything to me. And then a, a few minutes later, she's gone. The mother's gone. And they're like, oh, what's up, bro? Yeah. Well, because Here, ABC Family is a sponsor. They don't want to tell you, but ABC Family is part of it. <laughs> okay. Oh, that my God. Disney's involved? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine but i mean no i mean yeah especially when you realize like it's only been one day and it like i said it just it just moved a little bit too much for me um and it moved too much and not enough all at the same time mostly not enough it the story i just felt um you know i mean we know this is a setup and i mean this is not saying that the story is going to suck from here on out or anything like that hopefully it just needs the second and third uh installment to really grab on um but I didn't like. I didn't like the people they were showing us. Any of them, not the principal, not the the, the kid that knew about stuff. You know, it, there's just nothing remarkable about it. I, I didn't like that whole little setup that they did with the principal. Yeah. Where where um, the guidance counselor's oh, like, yeah. hey, and then it makes it seem like they, they made it seem like he was a walker. He's just right. like leaning down. That's and then, the same thing I thought. And then he turns around. And is like, oh no, I'm I'm just listening. Well, you know, yeah. Thing. Well, the moment I saw him, I'm like, well, he's not a walker. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless he just literally had a heart attack while sitting there, <laughs> which would be what a quinky dink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm just like, well, it's not a walker. So you could just stop the music now. It's it's not scaring me. <laughs> well, I think I mean, and like I said um, before we came on the air, what was funny about this is that I was watching it at night and it was a little bit creepy in the beginning but I think one thing that the episode fails is that even when the zombies are out it's like a really big letdown the, the, the zombies are out like twice mm-hmm. at the beginning with Glow, with Glow and then at the end with well there's three there's the beginning one there's the one the cops are shooting him oh, and right. then there's the end yeah. right but but every time you see him it's just I mean it, there's this build up and it's to nothing right and then when they show the zombie, there's no scare factor, there's no nothing, yeah. and, and and it just seems just so lame. I, you know, another thing I had a problem with was, uh, so the, the I guess the geek, the nerd that knows about the zombies that's mm-hmm. happening, any geek uh, worth their weight in anything knows you don't bring a metal knife into the school. You go ceramic. Come on, that way, <laughs> you know, you could pass the metal detector. And wow, you, Ralph, from and experience, you can still protect yourself from the zombies. Speaking <laughs> of build up and then nothing. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I just wanted to say that. I, <laughs> no, um, going back to what, uh, what the cap had asked, though, um, oddly enough, and I mean, this is not a this is actually a fact. And I had said this even when we first ever talked about The Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman, yes, he created The Walking Dead with Tony Moore, I believe. Um, and, you know, great thing and everything like that in the comic book world. But if you, when you read the stuff that um, Kirkman writes, that it's not like watching a TV show. Kirkman is not a very interesting writer, and he doesn't know how to write for individuality. Now, I bring this up because Kirkman and Erickson wrote the pilot. Okay. And the next one they will have written will be the sixth episode. So it'll be interesting to see how the writing goes with episodes two, three, four, and five. And if, and if there is a noticeable improvement, then you'll know exactly what was the problem with the pilot. Do you think you it's going to be like a bell curve? 
Probably. I, I really do I think it's going to be a, a slump in the beginning and the end. Um, but I mean, hopefully they won't be able to script the end that much because hopefully you'll be in gear by this point that it'll just kind of like you'll, you'll be accepting. You know? I was also wondering um, how much was going to change because, you know, always the first episode is usually the pilot episode. And it's funny how everybody styli- stylistically is calling it pilot where before they would just call it the first episode or everything. Right. They had it. But now they, you know, they call it pilot. I'm like, oh, yeah. Huh. Right. But now I'm like wondering, OK, well, now the pilot is done. I wonder what changes have happened, like you said, through two on well they've already made all of the episodes so it's not i mean it's not like right. a pilot in the old days where a pilot was we're throwing it out and then you know four months later the tv series actually pops up i mean it, it really is just the first episode and no no i understand yeah, they've already made them all but i mean at the same time by number six though they might go all right public hates these people kill them all <laughs> as disappointed as i was i really hope it does do well i hope it, it takes oh, so off because I. I need something in between seasons of the regular walking dead Oh yeah, and he's like, because I get withdrawals, so I need something. <laughs> I get withdrawals. <laughs> we're talking about smack. We're talking about withdrawal. Oh my goodness! Like, if you just go, just search up Walking Dead uh, fan stories, and you'll be able to. get True, but get I'm lazy. Fix. I don't want to read. No. So. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, I don't want to read anything that's out of continuity as well. But wait yeah. a minute! Didn't AMC come up with like these little side things, like these little web two series? minutes, the web series? It's, yeah, it's I, mean, I don't during, ever watch web series. Though. Yeah, I think it's only during the season, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh, during the season. I'm not sure when that comes out actually. Yeah, I have to look into that also. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I know the web series when that came out. I mean, I remember the first time it came out, it was a little creepy. I mean, you know, just just because, you know, they really do their stuff really well in the original Walking Dead. But okay. you're, yeah. you're very creeped out a lot. You get scared a lot. I, Who wears the diapers? You or the dog? <laughs> Both. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I've never denied the fact that I'm a bitch <laughs> when it comes to horror films. But Walking Dead, I surprisingly watch and Ralph doesn't, which throws me off a little bit. So the fact that Ralph watches this, I'm like, hmm. Okay. I always watch the first episode. That's how I made my opinion about The Walking Dead. Or you yeah. only watch terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I saw The well, Walking Dead much, and it was Pretty horrible. much all of his shows keep getting canceled. So, uh, you know, we've already established that. Arrow and Flash are still here. Still here. I know. That's because, uh, you know, we've got that other anti, uh, you know, canceling mojo on them. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and they're not on Fox. I was listening to not on Fox on top of that. Yeah. But um, that, one thing I wanted to point out, though, with uh, that really, it's, it's, it's what I'm not liking about... Uh, and it has nothing to do with the first episode. It's what I'm not liking about the storytelling um, in this one is that because I mean maybe it's because we've already um, the world's already the way it was by the time Rick opens up and you can just kind of go with the horror. Um, think about this: we've already this, this this pilot or first episode, whatever you want to call it, has already established what we learned in season two of The Walking Dead, which was everybody's already infected with the virus. Yep. Now, if everyone's already infected with the virus. I'm not, I, I was going to bother, and I said, no, nah, I'm not even going to be bothered. But we know that in the United States, thousands of people die every day. No one's noticed The Walking Dead? Like, are you telling me in Los Angeles? Los Angeles. I'm not talking about there'd be thousands. You're not telling me that 10 people didn't die in the last day, that they're not going, wow, people are walking out of the hospital that were dead. And I was thinking the you same know. thing, because you have, you have the, first of all, you have Gloria. Right. You have whoever Gloria ate, because clearly the body's not there anymore. Right, right. So there's two people at least walking around Los Angeles. And there was more than one body, so like, wasn't it? I thought I there was multiple bodies. Yeah, there was multiple bodies, I mean, unless they're doing that walking dead thing. Remember with, with um, when Rick's wife? Like, I'm like, they don't usually eat the bones off. Like, she was gone. And I'm like, oh, you're exactly. telling me that Gloria ate everybody? Well, the, <laughs> the other thing is, Gloria's from California, so she's clearly anorexic. Right. <laughs> so she decided to eat and not have to throw up afterwards. So <laughs> Where's the bell for that one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. This should be uh, more than likely all the... I mean, because that's the thing, too. They're not like... Uh, the zombies in The Walking Dead are not like uh, the traditional um, George A. Romero zombies. They're not eating the brains. 
specifically. Right. So since that's the only thing that kills them is the, the brain being damaged, there should be, however many people were down there dead, should be walking, crawling, or whatever manner moving around yeah i, I like know. how calm the mother was like like was when when uh when she's in the, the when, no, when, when trying to see him is travis comes back and he's like oh yeah there was you know was a lot of blood she goes oh it's a drug den there's dead bodies like whatever <laughs> no big deal my it's drug a, den is even bloodier it's a tuesday <laughs> it's, 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 oh, what's funny is when she goes to the drug den and travis is there and travis is like i felt like he was gonna say see bitch i told you she was bad <laughs> he should have yeah but then like the 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 weird part was she like a junkie at one point or something is that they were trying to Who? imply the mother because no she just has been dealing with her son we're probably thinking that she's been to other shooting galleries looking for him before oh, right? no, 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 because no, when uh, when she finds the book and she sees the needle and the drugs like she's staring at it like she's trying to like fight the no no, no, she, no she, 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 she tossed, tossed it because it she just she's i think that was supposed to be her disgust that her son oh, okay because this is in a book that she maybe she gave him or was a yeah. school book or something like that and that she's actually seeing she's not just seeing him stoned or coming down or, or in detox she's actually seeing the drug associated with something of her son okay. i think that's what we're supposed to and also know. remember she i mean again it's high school so, but high school is definitely a lot different now She's a counselor, so she probably sees shit like this all the time, or no, hears about yeah. stuff like this all the time. If you remember back, she made a reference that the re- she says like that the reason why he's so messed up or like addicted to drugs is because it runs in the blood. She said that. Oh, did she? I didn't even notice. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I think she mentioned that. Yeah, so that I means it's also then it is very possible that maybe she was a drug addict, or, or maybe her father, or the father, or the, father or the husband, husband who's no longer there. Yeah, you know. Who, yeah. Who, yeah, which will be very interesting uh, how that gets introduced. Interesting is a strong word for this thing, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm using that word to, to um, substitute other words, though. So. <laughs> it's funny because, I, I, I'm, like you guys said before, I'm really trying to like this show. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to draw too much judgment, but it's, it's hard when they don't give you anything to grasp on. I just right. feel like they need to introduce one character to kind of like... I don't want to say turn it all around, but yeah. make, me, make me care about him. I'm going to start a petition to fly Daryl over just for the next <laughs> five more episodes and then fly him back. Wow. Daryl like was, was at a movie shoot, shoot during the breakout. No, <laughs> no, no. In my head, it's like he's undercover like 21 Jump Street. He's in the fucking <laughs> – he's in the high school. <laughs> Is it prison gay, right? That's what they were, they were trying to make Yeah. Him? Yeah, there you go. Wow, you brought back prison gay. That's right. They talked about that. No, I know. Called, yeah, that's what they had said. I'm, but then they backed off of it. Yeah, they seemed to have backed off of that one. That's well, the guy who mentioned it got fired, didn't he? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I didn't hear what. It wouldn't wow. surprise me, you know. But um, also, what I didn't like with this thing is that uh, I think it, it's their cast is too big, and it's also separated because you have like all, you know you have what the the two children of the main people that we're watching and them them. Then you have the ex-wife and the child, and we still haven't even gotten down. Um, and the principal, who's I, I think he's going to be dead soon. But then you ha- we haven't even gotten to like the, that foreign family that we see in the preview. I mean, that we've seen in all the previews. Oh, with the Ruben Blades. Yeah, because like when I look at a list of like starring, there's actually about four or five more names I didn't even include because they weren't in this pilot. So they're considered starling. So now I'm like, okay, that's four more people now we have to get to what, know. What about know. the nerd on the bus? Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. You know, Eugene, part two. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Eugene's come up twice in a Walking Dead conversation. I hate Eugene. <laughs> Is that why? You I bring to him cut, him, cut him off by the mullet. And Does he die? Uh, no, he doesn't die. He gets knocked out there. Uh, and, and didn't we not see though that right away a brother got killed? <laughs> Dude, it's because in all of Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. The 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 brother who's a drug dealer. Yeah. Yep, on the low. That's though. what he gets. A drug dealer on the low. Damn yeah. stereotypes. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. 
They really did it now. Yeah, well, the moment like you saw him and he was like all nice boy next door, you're like, oh, okay, what kind of character? The moment when he talked to Nick, you're like, oh, you're the one dealing the drugs? You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This piece of shit Honda Accord. Yeah, I'm around. <laughs> it's funny. You just focused on the car, huh? I, know, I saw the car and I was like, why? Why? <laughs> can give him anything. <laughs> He's a drug dealer. Get some nice. Yeah, but he's well, probably just selling weed and right. smack and some smack on the side. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can make a good amount of money off of that. Yeah. I'll yeah. smack it. But if he's or keeping it low key, I guess a Honda makes sense because they it, suck. But it depends on your supplier because you know if your supplier takes a large cut of what you make, then you know then you gotta you gotta work it out. Well, if he takes a large cut now, all he's gonna get is a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question, and I guess Ralph unfortunately is excluded from this because he doesn't know about the other characters. If you could take this forty two, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he just threw me off. If you could um, do Fear works. of the Walking Dead, and instead of it being these cast of characters, doing a prequel of any of the characters in the current Walking Dead cast, who would it be? The like, current cast? The current cast for, for The Walking Dead now. Okay. And if you made The Fear of the Walking Dead a prequel of their life before the apocalypse and how they got involved before they got with the group, who would you want to follow? Because we've already seen Rick. Obviously, right. this, this is a tough one. Um, well, I mean, because of the lack of it, and I think there there could be some interesting. I would definitely love to see what's going on with Michonne beforehand because we really don't know yeah. that much. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, and then after that, I would just like to know Daryl. Really, I, I actually no, I actually would like to know Michonne and Glenn, yes. Glenn because Glenn yeah. could have had a very interesting life that we are very unaware of. Like with Daryl, you kind of figure, okay, he's probably in and out of trouble, in and out of jail, whatever, maybe military stuff. But Glenn. You don't know what Glenn did. We actually don't know what math Glenn did. According to the I mean, show, he could have been a math physician, he a delivery boy. I mean, he could have been anything. Driver teacher. Driver teacher. It was an Asian joke. No, but I mean, they do reference the fact that he was a delivery boy. They, they right. mentioned that. But other than that, you're right. Like, right. But I mean, was he a delivery boy that was studying computer science on the side? I mean, right. was he was he you know studying like antivirus? Right. Yeah, but like, maybe he was a billionaire. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, because because Daryl and and I, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. It's killing me. Daryl's brother. Uh, Merle. Merle. Like Merle. you can kind of figure out where they came Merle. from. Right. Like, you know, right. You know there was there, you know there's childhood. Gonna, right. There's going to be dad beating. There's going to be wife beating. Lots of beer and alcohol. Right. Glenn, Michonne, you know, uh, Andrea, if she was alive. You know, because you really don't know much dead. about Andrea and her, and her sister. You know, um, Dale. Dale would be cool to see where he came from. Oh, Dale. 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 I mean, oh it probably goodness. would be interesting, but I'd right. watch it because, you know, it's Dale. But as far as the current characters, though, definitely Michonne and Glenn. I really would like, I would like, I mean, again, I don't want anything weird, but I would really like to find out, like, yeah, what was Glenn doing besides being delivery boy? You know, lots he's of, like because uh, he's like Fry from uh, you know Futurama. Lots of self love. I'm assuming <laughs> he is like Fry. <laughs> well, he's a delivery boy. That's another situation now. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see Rick's story while he's in the coma. You know, because that'd be probably the best one. You just show like the inside of his mind, what he's dreaming. I was going to say because it would just be him laying there. That'd yeah. be the entire episode. If he's yeah, in a coma. I think you just like zoom into his brain where he's like well, dreaming. You know, well, in his brain, uh, he just hears like you know, he just sees like. Shane and Lori just banging. <laughs> then they pull out of his head, and you just realize Shane and Lori are banging in the hospital room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on top of his body. <laughs> right on top of him. <laughs> I'm cold with a lay on Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can incline my pelvis. <laughs> Ooh. That's just fucked up. Um, what was going on? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, um, I just lost my train of thought. Okay, I got it now. Just twice now. Shit it. It's the old age. Old age kicking it. When you guys were watching the the coming attractions, did it feel like for you that there's not enough zombies and more people on people crime? Well, I mean, that's going to be the first. I mean, they're going to because this is definitely going to be about the breakdown of society. That's what I that's what it has to be about until we catch up, because that's going to be the most important or, or the most fascinating side. Because, again, the zombies 
They're zombies. I mean, you know. Fascinating is the word you're going to use? Well, that is the word. That will be the word for this one, will be the most fascinating part, I think. Because the thing is, even once you can erect a gate or something like that to try and keep most of the zombies out, what are people going to do? I'm going to start keeping all the water. I'm going to pull out my weapons to stop you from taking food from the 7-Eleven. And, you know, that's what's going to happen. I mean, it's going to be the worst form of what we're seeing now. But now there's so few people left and a lot of supplies have already turned. They're not good anymore and stuff like that. Or they've already been consumed. This is going to be like, you know, when people are thinking we're going to survive this with no problem. But I want all of the water for myself. You know, know, I I was when I was watching this, I was just thinking at the rate that it seems like it's unraveling. Mm -hmm. You can control it because it's like all you've seen is three walkers so far. Right. Right. And it's like. At this rate, he's just bang, 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 and that's it. Right. I mean, Until that, somebody that's my dies. Right. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying is the problem with, uh, you know, them not just kind of breaking open the dam already. Because it, there's no way in the world that the dead aren't rising all over America and that there is no way you'd keep a lid on that. Well, let's be real. You said build a gate. It didn't stop the Mexicans. It's no. not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and the white guy said that, too. <laughs> well, we're going to get Trump money for this gate. If it's a Tom Trump. Trump 2016. <laughs> That's if his hair doesn't kill him first, because that hair is a walker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm not going to ask for um, renaming the episode, because, you know, I mean, just the fact that they call it pilot just aggravates me. I'm not even going to fucking touch that. But... What would you rate this episode so far? Because I know that I know, and like I said, I know it's part of a series. I know it's part of a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. It's like reading a book and reading a couple of pages into a chapter. So I know we can't judge it only on this. But thus far, what we got, and even including the things we saw in some of the coming attractions, what? How are we? How are we rating it so far? We are human. We judge everything by the cover. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs> White guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you labeled it. Um. I, I'm gonna go ahead and, and start. I mean, I'm I'm giving. If I had to give it an, anything, I would probably give it an incomplete. But if I had to really give it a grade, I'm giving it like a a C minus, because, like I said, maybe there are other characters or other components they haven't added yet. But what it is so far, it's 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 lacking a lot, and especially the pacing. The pacing is just driving me crazy. And like Mike said, they're trying to talk about the fall of man and the fall of you know society as we know it. The fall of man is, should be a little more exciting. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I give it a, a very, a very, very kind seven. The dead would already be everywhere out of ten. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is my problem. Like I said, it's you know it, it's because also we didn't know what states those five other states were, but you know you doubt that they were all right next to California. I'm assuming so it's the East Coast personally. Well, right. just I mean I'm assuming it's everywhere. You know, like you know, so that by this point that there's no longer a well maybe it's spreading from the West Coast. No, 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 no. no. So I already feel that this virus is already everywhere. Well, so there should be. Com- I'm sorry. Of course, it's coming from east to west. East has the earlier time zone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you can't discover zombies if it's if it's six in the morning, but it's nine in the morning in the east coast. So yeah. Bam! There you go. Daddy, zombies are attacking. Tell me in the morning. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Tom, uh, I'm gonna give it like. I'm going to give it a 6 because it is part of The Walking Dead and I love that show so much. 6 out of 10 or 6 out of 20? 6, six out of 10. Out of 10. <laughs> no, honestly, it, I, I was very, very disappointed. I, I, but again, it's the first episode. Let's see where this goes. But I was still disappointed. Tom, your text to me was hilarious. <laughs> I, I saw Fear of The Walking Dead. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He was a little more elaborate yeah. than that, but that was like the general gist pretty of what much, he said. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, RT Square, Ralph the Rookie. <laughs> when it comes to Walking Dead anyway. Uh, so I'll give it 10. Out of? 10 seconds before I lost interest. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How did you get through the rest of the episode? 
A lot of tequila. Oh my god! <laughs> sounds Speaking like of tequila. I was like, sounds like something we should try out right now. <laughs> He's busy yelling at the, Watch it, lady. He's right behind you. <laughs> the, the whole episode, I was like, "Where's the tank? Where's the oh tank?" Oh my god! There's all no right. reason to be a tank out yet. <laughs> it's California's tank tops. That's all you're getting. Well, all I'm saying is, Ruben Blades is part of that cast. I love Ruben Blades. He's a decent actor. He's a really good um, songwriter and a very good performer in the Latin American community. So hopefully, he does some justice. So I hope so. But there you have it. Fear of the Walking Dead. And it sounds like from us, from our what we're saying, sounds like it we're fear of more bad episodes. So we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I make some more jokes about Ralph's hands. <laughs> <laughs> so you've watched Daredevil twice? Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. Wow, my daughter won't shut up. <laughs> she's just no, like no, you. No, she doesn't. I think she's still crying about Fear of the Walking Dead. I'm going to have to pick her up. All right, so <laughs> let's go into our next half of the show. And we're going to be talking about, <clears throat> let me make sure I get the name right so Mike doesn't bother me about it. Lego Justice League Attack of the Legion of Doom. I think you still got it wrong. Well, you're still wrong, but I'm waiting for my turn. <laughs> of course, he's waiting for his turn. I'm waiting for my turn to speak. He's a great listener. <laughs> and with a synopsis of whatever the fuck this movie's called, <laughs> is MFG Mike, the finance guy. Alrighty. Lego DC Comics Superheroes Justice League Attack of the Legion of Doom is the latest animated superhero action comedy film based on the Lego and DC Comics brands. The 72-minute direct-to-video feature was released on August 25th, 2015. This is the fourth LEGO DC team-up following LEGO Batman the Movie, DC Superheroes Unite, LEGO DC Comics, Batman Beleaguered, and LEGO DC Comics Superheroes Justice League vs. Bizarro League. Alright, for synopsis, by Athena's Fallen Arches, the newly formed Justice League has to contend with the even newlier formed Legion of Doom. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Cyborg will do battle with Lex Luthor, Sinestro, Black Manta, Cheetah, Gorilla Grodd, and Captain Cold as these villains use a secret superpowered alien to dispose of the League once and for all. Can our heroes survive their greatest threat? By Hippolyta's hairnet, you know they can. <laughs> all right, now we have Troy Baker as Batman, Nolan North as Superman, Gray Griffin as Wonder Woman and Lois Lane, Josh Keaton as Green Lantern, Carrie Payton as Cyborg, John DiMaggio as Lex Luthor and Joker, Mark Hamill as Trickster and Sinestro, Dee Bradley Baker as Martian Manhunter and Manbat, Kevin Michael Richardson as Captain Cold, Gorilla Grodd, and Black Manta, Cree Summer as Cheetah, James Arnold Taylor as Flash and General Sam Lane, Tom Kenny as Penguin, and Tony Todd as Darkseid. Tony Todd as Darkseid. All right, cool. TT as Darkseid? Yep. TTSD. Before we get to the to, to the actual review, two things. Number one, Ralph pressed the button. We forgot to press it for the last segment. Do we have to press the button? But yes, we do. Warning, this segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. I vote to change that because I'm not the only one spoiling stuff. You keep saying that, but you haven't made up a new one yet. 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I have I ideas for a new one, but I just don't have the time. Yeah, <laughs> the, the one you have is good, but it's really intricate. Yeah. Yeah, definitely intricate. And the second thing I wanted to say before going to the review is newlier. Newly er. Yep. Newly er. It's okay. a word. I was going to interrupt you. It's a hyphenated word now. <laughs> Newly er. All right. So, Lego, DC, blah, 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 Justice League, Attack of the Legion of Doom. All right. So, um, I you know what's funny? It's, this is such a kid um, movie that we saw, but I enjoyed it. I really had a fun time with it. What did we like about it? Um, well, I, I love the humor and the lame puns because that's just so much fun. It, I watched it actually this morning, which is a Saturday morning, and it was it was a perfect Saturday morning cartoon watching. Experience. As opposed to all the other cartoons that I show on a Saturday morning? Like, none. <laughs> Have you seen them recently? They suck. Compared to cartoons when we were growing up, these are Well, terrible. they've been sucking for years, but now there's really nothing. There's only... Only on Cartoon Network and yeah. um and um some Disney other maybe can't channels or something no, like that. Eleven also. No, they're, they're no, all them. They're all terrible. Regular yeah. network television. Disney XD terrible. has whatever they have on, but it's just nothing that good. Boomerang. But I, I really did. I thought it was great Saturday morning watching. Boomerangs where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is is that all, all the latest cartoons are now more politically correct, and they lack the violence that we so much enjoyed in our reviews. Well, even if they're not politically correct, they're also some of them just so psychedelically weird that I don't find them that funny. Like Uncle Grandpa. I don't find that. Ren and Stimpy? I'm kidding. But if your kid is on acid, you'll love him. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a kid that's on acid? Don't forget to to dose your child. (laughs) No comment. No comment. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Um, I I just felt like it was just such a... For me, it was a lot of fun because there's a lot of winks and nods to a lot of things in the DC universe, whether serious or talking about super friends. And, um, for example, when they're picking out who's going to be part of the Legion of Doom. And they have them going to the trials. Like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, the Joker shouldn't even make it past that fucking trial. <laughs> <laughs> None was, of them would. It was so funny that they were they were acting as, like, uh, judges in, like, uh, American Idol kind of thing. Yeah. So it was like American but, Ninja. Yes, and I was thinking American Ninja. It was more like Wipeout. <laughs> Wipeout, oh, my God. Yeah. Which is, like, from American Ninja. Yeah. 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 Pretty well, much. Wipeout is American Ninja super light. <laughs> super light. It's, yeah. it's American Ninja for suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> It was just funny to see, and then when Deathstroke passes through everything like, like incredibly, like with style. Oh, I like Black Manta. Oh, maybe he should be leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like, nope, boom, he's gone. We only have six parking spots, so then you other three, boom, you're gone. <laughs> I, I like that logic for some of that, stuff, especially when you said the whole, you know, we only have three more parking spots. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, it was, a, it was a good time. Like I said, for me, it was just uh, like, like you had said. I mean, it's. It's it's a fun family entertainment type show, and it was just it was it was refreshing. And you, know? you kind of knew who was gonna like be part of the Legion because they went for like the classic yeah. people who were part of the Legion in like, the original mm-hmm. cartoons. Well, Joker was part of the Legion, wasn't he? No, no. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Toy Man was part of the Legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, I used, I used to get him confused. Um, so it was Captain Cold. It was oh. Giganta got got xed yeah. out. Just, like oh. One of the one of the bylaws say so you have to actually fit in, in the, into the the hall. There are no rules. Meetings. Well, except for this one rule. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was a lot of fun. Now the problem, one of the problems I had, and I hate barking on this point, especially when talking about DC, especially when we're talking about people of color. But you mean to tell me that the focal point of the story is cyborg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you make him a somebody who's always late in cracking jokes. Yeah, I was thinking oh, well, the, same thing. the moment Why? he woke up with CP time. Uh, that's colored people time for all of you <laughs> in the areas that don't know what that is because we do have those listeners. 
Um, you know, I was saying that, like, yeah, they, they have the cyborg from Teen Titans Go. I mean, they have him personality-wise and even the voice actor. But that aside, I mean, they, they, he, you know, he's portrayed as a novice black hero that he really just lived to party while the other white heroes were about protecting everything. You right. know, I'm like, I'm like, this is not good. Because it was just like, you know, oh, well, he's black, so we can make him far more irresponsible and whatnot than others. And I just did not find that very comfortable. I think in the in the in the confines of Teen Titans it works fine because the rest of them are kind of dweeby. Right. So, so it's like, okay, he's a part of a bunch of dweebs, it's okay. But when the rest of the team is a bunch of responsible superheroes mm-hmm. and you're the dweeb yeah. and you're black and you're not on time, it's like, what are you trying to say, guys? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, had an, I had an issue, and it's funny. I was trying not to have the issue with that, but every time I looked at it, I was like, no, 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 I have, I have an issue with it. No, that's the All first right. thing I noticed, too. I mean, like I said, I, I fortunately only got to watch part of it, but the first thing I noticed was, wow, this is kind of like, why is the black character late? Well, it wasn't like, just that he was you know, late. I mean, even and, and Green Lantern was just like, don't you have an atomic power? Back? You, know, yeah, clock, like, you know, in your body. And you're just like, damn. He just called <laughs> him out on it. <laughs> he said, how can you be late? And, 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 but he's late again. Time. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't like one time where, oh, you're blowing. He's like, I'm late again. And I'm like, damn, come on. Always late. Doesn't matter if, if half of you is computerized and has perfect to keep time down to the nanosecond. You still be late yeah. if the other half is black. Speaking of always late, shout out to Mr. Cooper again. Just going out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cooper's always late. <laughs> yeah. But but as far as a, a personality though that was brightly and overly cheerful, even for the character, did anyone want to know what kind of super cocaine Superman was on? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he could find no wrong in any. He was a super blonde. That's what he was. <laughs> he was just. I'm like that guy is stoned. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, and Batman, if you don't know it, you are not the world's greatest detective. <laughs> it's like, oh. Bam is like, oh, so we're voting for the new leader. Uh, uh, it's already tied, and uh, obviously, you know, Superman and us, we voted for ourselves. Oh, no, Batman, I voted for you. How did you even <laughs> think about it? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, old chum. Oh, it looks like you won. Congratulations, Batman. Makes Superman feel kind of hokey, and I'm like, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, he's, he's very all shucks, but he's not hokey. Right. Oh, I didn't mind it, because, I mean, they were all extreme. The only character that wasn't um, an extreme personality was Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman for a change, um, which I mean, she really, the moral compass basically. Well, I mean, the thing is, if they had made her, if they tried to stereotype her, especially with the kids' shows, then she just would have been a bitch, and like, that would have be, been really she, weird. She's about know. to be a short-haired lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the banter between Green Lantern and Flash, by the way. That was fun. It was fun <laughs> yeah, to like, 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 who, who can yeah. win over Wonder Woman? I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> you know, but um, did you said, notice how like Superman was backseat leadering? Oh, always. I mean, he would always just come up. He's like, you know, I'm going to do so and so. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> or it's like uh, when, uh, when, when the trouble's happening, he's like, what should we do, Batman? And the Batman's like, all right, let's go and do this. He's like, all right, you heard, Batman, let's go. Yeah. Oh, well, he's just <laughs> cheering it on. But I mean, I just like, I mean, it was just like a good thing where he, he's speaking to the press and Superman starts handling it. And then eventually he's just like, oh, I didn't mean to step on your toes. And he's just like, no, nah, you're good with handling people. And it's because, I mean, again, for kids, it's nice showing the cooperation. You're showing yeah, that definitely. things can be split, you know. Um, I did find it interesting, and I kept trying to say maybe they were doing a nod back to Super Friends, but I don't think that was really the reason why. I, I think there was another agenda, and, and it's nothing bad, it was just weird, was that Wonder Woman was relegated, if you notice, only to fighting Cheetah. She had no interaction with another man in a fight, and there was only one other female. Right. Like, like at no point was she ever battling another. In fact, even when they were in the Doom machine, Cheetah's the only one that fired at her. That's true. Oh, I didn't really notice that. Yeah, it was only between the two women. It was was after, they were like, they were preaching nonviolence between the sexes. And I, I mean, you get it to a point, but then, you know, this is 
TV showy type stuff. So like I, I don't think you take it like oh I should hit a girl. It was just you know it was very weird. No, but I was thinking that too because you mentioned the fact that that they teach him cooperation because it is a kid show. Right. So maybe it's the fact like you know don't hit a woman. You know. Yeah. I mean that's why it seems to be an issue nowadays apparently. So you know. Yeah. It's don't hit a woman unless you are a woman. Then by all means you can hit another. Woman. Go at it. Yeah, I mean <laughs> women can hit a woman. I'm okay with that. But a, guy should, a guy shouldn't hit a woman. Right. Especially like in a mud pit or something. Or yeah. you're just, you're just oh, hey, well there was that one time. <laughs> I always remember a guy. Were they covered in jello? Yeah. I always remember a guy should never hit a woman unless the toast is cold. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm not even condoning that. <laughs> wow. Before, all I'll say is that WWE did something very similar. Because now if you notice, if anybody watches WWE within the past five years, also because Linda McMahon was running for office, but they stopped having men hitting women. Oh, yeah. They yeah. haven't had a man hit, even in the video games, if you hit a woman, you're disqualified in the video game. Oh, that's Where before you could throw a, a woman through a table, which was kind of. How long does it take her to get to the office if she has to run there? God, is that Go. a, is that a kitchen joke? Yeah, yeah. Look, at you even got control of the soundboard. God, yeah. That's a kitchen joke. Yeah, that, fuck that, that, you. <laughs> fuck you too, Mike. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but I was. I mean, I was just saying. Like, I, I, I get it. It just, it, it just struck me as odd. You felt you like know? it was heavy handed. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was just weird, like you know, because I'm like, okay, when they when they're physically battling like one on one, I'm like, all right, you just kind of accept it. But like I said, even down to like Luthor did not launch missiles at her or anything like that. It was only Cheetah, like so that it was it was this extra step that made it really weird, you know. I didn't really notice that. I, I think Mike's saying the opposite that it wasn't heavy handed. That's that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it, there it, you go. It was more that they were matching up. Uh, I guess they were trying to match up the villains with their superhero counterparts. That's what it was. Eh, I mean, kind of that too. But I mean, think about it though. Um, the others fought each other's villains. You know, like you know, they, they, all the guys interchanged with all the other guys. And it, but the only character that Wonder Woman fought with was Cheetah. Cheetah. Now and Cheetah didn't attack anyone else uh, but Wonder Woman. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. Actually. Okay. No, she never attacked anyone else but Wonder Woman. It was very strange. You know. That's pretty odd. Yeah. I guess the, the, the writer's just like women on women action. I suppose so. Um, oh he was God. waiting on that. <laughs> One other thing I, I, I wasn't a fan of, and it's not, I mean, nothing is taken away from uh, the fun of the thing, was that I, I wasn't a fan that uh, the, they're very creative minds behind all these Lego you know, things, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They couldn't give Grodd a Lego body. <laughs> like He was actually just a plastic-shaped gorilla. Because he's supposed you know. to be bigger, that's why. So, yeah, but I mean, so was their spaceship but it was made out of legos i don't know how many of you guys <laughs> actually played with legos i was a huge lego nut when i was yeah. a kid most of the animals are like that though yeah. they're not like buildable they're just there they're yeah. really put together oh yeah no i mean it had made it that way it's just that usually they're more creative and the fact that they didn't i was just kind of like oh that's kind of <laughs> like Wah. i always find it funny like in these lego movies when like uh when they blow something up like the, it's just lego pieces that go everywhere yeah. and like there's some times where you see like they, they blow something up it falls apart, and then if, when it comes back down, it rebuilds into something else. Yeah. Was, I always find that hilarious. Yeah. Too bad we haven't seen anybody die and watch their parts get <laughs> dismembered. What kind of family cartoon are you? Oh, no, no. Sorry. Cybot <laughs> got dismembered. Oh, but Cybot's not alive. He's like a robot. Is, isn't he? He's not. Isn't he? He's not. Artificial intelligence isn't alive. It's artificial. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's the, artificial. the word artificial kind of stops there. Does it? Does <laughs> it really? He um, might have a soul. What, was it me or did It'd you? Be an artificial soul. <laughs> was it me or did you not like the way that Luther was um, Darkseid's bitch? Oh, I didn't. Cause, cause my thing was like Darkseid has this agenda for getting the Earth, and if it seemed like Luther paid no mind to the fact that he was being used to get the Earth. Well, no, he did mind because remember he told him. For now, what did you say? 
No, I said, I, what did he say? He it goes, was, it was very throwaway. No, I remember you talking. Oh, 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 like, oh, I like to put bandages on cows. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then rip them off. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I mean, we know that Luthor would have been, you know, backstabbing, but they didn't, they, you know, it's not like this is some sophisticated movie. They didn't delve into that later on or anything like that. I just wish they would have made one more attempt at talking about the fact that, you know what, I'm doing this, but if Darkseid thinks he's going to, you know, have this planet to himself. He has another thing coming, you know, something like right. that. Just to kind of reiterate the point that, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, you know, once we get the planet, I'm going to try to force control. Because right. Luthor's not one of those guys. He's, he's, he's manipulative, but he's somebody who definitely makes his point known. Well, he likes to be the smartest person in the room and the only leader in the room. So, you know, that's not going to work well with Darkseid, who just doesn't notice him. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Little fleshling. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, like I said, all in all, I enjoyed it. Did, uh, did we like the setup for the, uh, I guess, a Brainiac versus the Lego Justice League movie? Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> like, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The fact oh. that it was Brainiac, I was like, oh, okay, all right. I, I, th- th- I thought that the first one before when they were going to, when they introduced Darkseid, I thought it was going to be Brainiac that they were going to tr- introduce that. He's the one that's going to be helping uh, Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. That's oh, what I had thought. Did anyone else like watch Lex Luthor and think of Jesse Eisenberg? No, because <laughs> I just I can't wait for them to see what that looks like at all. I can't no. I can't see it. I, I'm trying to see it in my yeah, head. I'm, I'm really curious to see how they do that. I'm sure tr- I'm trying to think about angry Zuckerberg from um, <laughs> the Facebook movie and like maybe that'll be maybe that'll be Luther. You know what? He looks Luther and his fuck you flip flops and he's gonna just buy everything. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you flip flops. <laughs> we wearing chinos. <laughs> oh my god, that's my no, kind of Lex Luther. Well, it's just one of those like the I mean you know again obviously we don't know what the movie's going to be like or whatever. It's it's just now that I see Jesse Eisenberg with that damn wig because that's a wig on his head it's it doesn't it doesn't make me any happier to see the movie because it's one of those again like there's a there's things about changing the character and we know that in the superman movies only in the superman movies has luther worn wigs but like you know that's just a really long hair (laughs) it just it just kind of takes away even from me thinking like oh i fear that guy he just looks like i'm a spoiled brat with money you know it's like he looks like he would be luther's son Say it again. I'm a spoiled back with money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is he like Italian or something? Oh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> what do we think about the introduction of the alien um, special guest? Martian Manhunter? Yes. Oh, okay. That would be the only alien special guest there was. <laughs> what about all the other ones? In the I don't know why this thing says leave Ralph alone. I never spoil anything. <laughs> Here, let me not say anything. You mean the Martian Manhunter? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the freaking trailer. I didn't say not to say it. I just said that someone went out of their way. Oh, I can spoil that. <laughs> I did go out of my way, by the way. <laughs> and I'm tending to my daughter, and I still didn't find time to spoil it. I went the long way, and you were like, you mean that? Yeah, he's just was, spoiling his daughter. I was just trying to clarify, because that was very vague. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. How many aliens were there besides Superman? Let's see. Sinestro, uh, Dark Side. Special, special guests? Special uh, guest. Somebody we haven't mentioned. The two gray men in Area 52. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I like that line in the beginning, though, where the general's like, yeah, alien. The Superman's like, what do you mean, alien? Like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> did, did you catch that nod to Area 52? Yeah. He's like, oh, the Area 51, oh, they had to move it to Area 52. It's the new 52. And I'm like, and when they said yeah. that, I was like, oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> Which <laughs> means this is going to be a bad movie. Which it didn't turn out to be, right? it's been, I think. No, it was, I, it was, I, was, I really did enjoy it. I mean, it's not a great movie, but it still is fun. And I, and I thought that 
even though the script is definitely not award-winning, um, I, I do think the writing did a good job of representing the players with distinct personalities, like all the characters. It's just puns. Puns everywhere. Oh, <laughs> tons of puns. Actually, I wanted more puns at times. I, I'm like, oh, puns you could have slipped puns. one right in there, and what about this one over here? You know, Puns of puns. All right, so ratings for um, DC Justice League, blah, 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 blah. Right. What, what did you retitle it? Or was that, was that your title? Oh, well. <laughs> I, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me do that job again. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> um, if I had to rename it, I mean, I might as well rename it DC. I would just call it DC Justice, Justice League. Because I'm like, why do we have to do the attack on the... Because what would you call the second one with the Justice League? Two. Justice League, the second one? <laughs> would it be like Justice League versus Doom, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> well, what's funny is that when Ralph, when Ralph told me about the Justice League... Sorry, sorry, Riley. Um, when Ralph told me about the Justice League, I thought he was talking about the one with Bizarro. Oh, yeah. No. Wait, have, has anybody seen that one? Yeah. No. The I fact that it. you thought that was bizarro. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could rename the movie, what would you rename it? I probably... Well, go ahead, Ralph. I'll name it Justice League Cyborg's Redemption. Ooh. Cyborg's Redemption? Yeah. Because <laughs> in the beginning, he messes up really badly because he's always late. With his disco bombs later yeah. on? <laughs> I'm going to call it... Lego Movie Justice League NAACP should be calling any second now. <laughs> Tom, I got nothing. You got nothing, Mike. Oh, I would just call it the Lego Justice League. Try to remember the joy of this movie while watching Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Wow. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you did you like the way they described how they got their new um, uniforms? Yeah, I, that was kind of cute. It was like it's cute and it was quick. It wasn't like too long. Like we need to do the, no. They just went. You know, our, our uniforms got destroyed. They they got messed up in the smell. Yeah, let's get. You know, we have new ones. I love that. It was and simple. Superman's to- wearing his underwear on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Superman. But I, I but I love the fact that his eye had the zero in on his crotch in order to notice that it wasn't just an observation. It was like and he's hanging to the left. Oh my god! Speaking of flesh pacifiers. Ratings for the flesh pacifier movie known as what knocked out your front teeth? Well, <laughs> wow, I'm just thinking about Lois with some fucking missing fronts. That's hilarious. <laughs> All, right. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth <laughs> pulled out of the back of my head. <laughs> Superman pull out. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, ratings for <laughs> ratings. She didn't lift up. It was death by suicide. <laughs> Just a tip. <laughs> Can kill. <laughs> All right, ratings for DC Justice League. Blah 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 blah. Ralph. Oh, I give it eight booyah out of ten. Ooh. Okay, Tom. I give it eight front teeth. <laughs> Mike, I gave it eight. Sorry, we exiled you guys. Our bad. Out of ten, <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. I just love that comment. <laughs> that was pretty. There was some guy in the distance too. Like, Sorry, we exiled you. <laughs> I'm gonna give it eight. I actually could let Riley watch this movie. Out of ten. Ooh. All right, that's so, a unanimous eight. Yeah, for, for the first time in a while. Yep. All right, so there you have it, the Justice League. But wait, don't go anywhere. Why? Because Geeks on the Go is next. All right, guys, it's now time for my favorite segment, Geeks on the Go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That was actually not that much better than... <laughs>
<laughs> but, oh, oh, that, oh that, that, pardon me. Oh, Mike did it. Mike I was, I was did trying it. to make him feel good. You never make him feel better. Just this place, make him happy. And here I was going to say, now with more fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> when right. you're lonely, grab a fleshlight. <laughs> uh, oh my God. All right. Y- you know the, wow, what? <laughs> Hello, earmuffs. Earmuffs, my little daughter. Oh, really? That's out. the worst thing that she's heard us say <laughs> <laughs> so far during this podcast. <laughs> All right. All right, <laughs> I give <laughs> you know the segment. I give quick questions; they give quick answers on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute. But we have a guest. We're talking about flashlights. I mean, it's it's a free for all. It's a free for all. <laughs> Personalized. <laughs> I wonder if a flashlight comes with a back end that's like an anus. Interesting. Interesting. You'd have to buy one and find out. Uh, uh, we'll pass. <laughs> Would that be like a double price thing? Because it's two, <laughs> two for one, two for one. Bogo. Can I get mine engraved? <laughs> Buy one, get one. <laughs> oh, my God. Ready, set, go. Which Batmobile would you take a joyride in? The 66 Batmobile, the Tim Burton Batmobile, or the Nolan Batmobile? Ralph. The Arkham Knight Batmobile. Well, that's not even on there. Mike. I don't care. I make my own answers. Uh, the Burton Mobile beats the Nolan shitmobile any day. <laughs> wow. None about 66. Hmm. And Tom? I'm taking Nolan all day. Wow. Okay. Um, zombies attack these particular three teams. Which team would be the first to be eaten? Teen Titans, the original X-Men, or Batman with Robin and Batgirl? Mike. Uh, after Batman sacrifices Batgirl, then Robin, he'll die fighting the undead because Superman told him that the kryptonite ring would weaken the undead. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Supes. <laughs> Tom. I'm saying the Teen Titans. Wow. Okay. Ralph. If it's Teen Titans go, they go first. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I thought. (laughs) Which hero, whether Marvel or DC, is most likely to be a hipster? Hipster Tom. Oh, it's definitely Gambit, man. He does everything on his own. Oh, my God. Ah, (laughs) No shit. (laughs) I think that buzzer was more for the answer than for the end of the time. All right. Mike? Uh, 1980s Captain America when he was a graphic designer. Wow. (laughs) Wow. He was a hipster right then and there? Hell yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Brooklyn. (laughs) The entire part of Brooklyn. Um... Ralph? Uh, Peter Parker, maybe? Peter Parker. Okay, I can kind of see Why, that. When he's picking a pack of pickle pickles? <laughs> Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker? Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. Definitely. And last but certainly not least, outside of Superman and the Hulk, the hero that would be the scariest if he or she lost his or her mind is blank. Ralph? Any female superhero in both incarnations. Wow. Thank, that's thanks, a, Ralph. That's, that's, answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a strong answer. Hips of time. Gigi, I'm sorry, but Wonder Woman. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Wait till she hears this. And Mike. I like how you picked those two guys. What about Phoenix and the Scarlet Witch? Like, they never lost their mind? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'd say the Spectre, because you don't want to see the right hand of God on a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> the Fuck Spectre. Bitch slap you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and we're still waiting for them to really give Spectre a good, like, treatment, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, instead of even a live action, I would really love to see them do uh, an animated feature or or several animated features like they did at the back end of uh, what's super, what superhero? Um, was it Superman Shazam? Yeah, I think it was Superman Shazam. Like that was just a ten minute backstory uh, or ten minute story. It was done in like a '70s style. It was yeah. wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. Just to show you guys how uncomic book educated I am, I thought of Bond before anything else. Oh, that Spectre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's this got to do with Daniel Craig? <laughs> <laughs> James Bond? Where? <laughs> I'll have a martini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we're having beers. Might as well have a martini. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. All right. Any shout-outs? No. No. 
Damn, no shout-outs, no love. Hi, Mom. <laughs> there you go. If Mom listened after all those jokes. <laughs> she already asked me. She's like, I'm driving back from Buffalo t- tomorrow with, from dropping your brother off. Shut Is the podcast going to be live? I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Don't listen, but it'll be on. I'm Shut fine. the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> my God. Don't listen. She'll love it. <laughs> I, ta- I take back all those fleshlight jokes, and if it was in a deep voice, it was Kev. No, chill. My, my father's going to be there. He'll love it. It'll be fun. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> so really, that what they'll be listening to the whole time, on the drive will be them arguing turn it off turn it on turn it off leave it on turn it off leave it on <laughs> Some, s- sounds like a disgruntled couple while having sex and talking about the light turn it off turn it off flashlight they're a married couple first of all there's no sex hey 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 hey, hey, hey. he didn't deny it <laughs> I don't want to know he's like Moss Code <laughs> He's like, you're right, but Gigi can't know. <laughs> well, she should know. Because <laughs> if he's been having sex and she doesn't know. <laughs> well, once she falls asleep, I mean. <laughs> I mean, the toe's a great crevice to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're looking. I figured that. I earned me a gong. This That's night right. This night will taste really good, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Why does my ear smell like semen? <laughs> Navy's in town? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know I want to do shout-outs anymore. <laughs> um, uh, I, I actually, the shout-outs I'm going to do is, um, first off, shout-out to Boston Cheyenne over at 4 Life Podcast. Keep up the good work. Um, shout-out to my boy, Gabe, who... Um, Why? He never listens. Oh, he needs a laugh, so uh, fuck it. He has a mirror. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to Erin who who tries to listen to the shows, but I wonder if she actually gets past the intro. I think she tries to make it quick news because that's where all the gold happens. No, that's all where Mike talks. So this way when she when, when Mike asks her, So what did you listen to? I listened to the quick news. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's all that matters. That's all that matters. She just distracts him, that's the feather effect, right? <laughs> the feather effect. Yeah, you throw a feather up and you're like, Oh my god, look at that. <laughs> I forget what they were talking about before. Oh my god! So like a goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> three seconds of um, what was that? Three seconds of an attention span. Yep. That's two seconds too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, shout out to Mister Cooper. I know you're gonna listen to this episode just because your boy's on it. So let's see what you gotta say. Spider Man rocks. That's right. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Spider who? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember what house you're in? And shout out to my daughter Riley who knocked out before I have to give her her bottle. She's lucky. That's, that's <laughs> timing. Yeah, before I, I had to put her in a box. What is it? A very brisk 450, right? <laughs> a brisk 450. <laughs> Speaking of brisk, that's a brisk way to end the show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square off the tech, and HT, Hips to Tom, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. And I'm just too confused with all this moving stuff. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Yeah.